wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Royals naming their opening day starter, Salvador Perez recovering from COVID-19, Bobby Witt Jr. continuing to line up inter-squad play, and much more. If you're listening to this, as soon as it drops on Wednesday, July 15th, you can also tonight head on over to 670 The Score in Chicago and listen to me preview the Royals season at 745 Central Time. Let's start with the opening day news. Now, this was kind of expected, but it was made official yesterday by Mike Matheny. Danny Duffy is going to get his third opening day start. He started opening day in 2017, in 2018, and now 2020. Brad Keller was in line to be the opening day starter. They were in a battle with each other, but then Keller came down with COVID-19. He still has not been activated yet, so it makes sense why Danny Duffy is your opening day starter. So let's talk about Danny Duffy. So far in inter-squad play, in the summer camp reboot, whatever you would like to call it, Duffy has looked good. Danny Duffy is a polarizing pitcher. I mean, you have fans that just adore him and fans that that think he's a potential ace still. And then you have fans who think that he's an absolute bum. Uh, but the bottom line is the truth is mostly in the middle with everything. Uh, and so he's an average pitcher. Uh, but in the inner squad games, he's looked a lot better. He's cleaned up his windup. Uh, it looks a lot smoother. Um, it looks a lot more um, efficient to the plate. And he's been dealing. Let's just put it out there. The problem is, though, uh, the Royals aren't really doing the matchup game. And what I mean by that is that Duffy is pitching uh, on the big league team. Uh, so rather than facing the big leaguers, he's going up against the B team. Uh, some teams are doing it differently. You've even seen Mike Matheny do it differently uh, a couple days ago whenever Mike Montgomery was pitching with the B team. So then he would be going up against the big league squad. They did not do that with Duffy, but he still looked good, uh, you know, on the mound yesterday or the day prior to that, I should say. You know, this was expected because I said it yesterday, Brad Keller dealing with COVID, it's hard for a pitcher to return. And I get it. They can still throw at their house. Uh, that, that's without question. Uh, but that constant up, down, that constant uh, routine of being a starting pitcher in the big leagues, it's going to take time for all these guys to get their arms back into shape to do that. Uh, most of these pitchers to start this next week, on opening day, will be five and fly. They're just going to go five innings and get out of there. Uh, with Keller being sidelined for a couple of weeks here, he's probably down to like, what, probably three innings, four innings at the most uh, with his arm health. So you're going to want to put out Duffy uh, on opening day and make sure you can get through as many innings as possible before you burn up that bullpen. However, if there was a time to burn up a bullpen, it would be right now with a 30-man roster. That bullpen, by the way, is much improved, and we can talk about that tomorrow when we get into 
the best case scenario for the Kansas City Royals because I really struggle with the outside narrative around this team. You know, it, it seems as though nationally people are putting the Royals on the same on the same level as the Tigers. And to me, they're far and away better than the Tigers. That's not saying that they should win this division. That's not even saying that they should get a, a wild card spot. Uh, but in a 60-game season, they've made enough improvements to, to make a run at this where the Tigers have not. The Tigers are still going to be in the dungeon. The Orioles are still going to be in the dungeon in a 60-game season. And that is not where the Royals are. The Royals are a team in a 60-game season, they can make a run at it. And I've said that since January, before we even knew that COVID was going to change the world. So this team is not getting enough credit to me. They have a tough schedule to start, so they're probably going to get buried if they don't uh, get out strong. But still, this team is better than most people are giving it credit for. And I think it's rather lazy to look at this team and say they haven't improved just because they lost 100 games last year. Uh, and especially whenever you consider some of these project projections having the Tigers overtaking the Royals, who finished better than the Tigers last year, made improvements more than the Tigers did, and now all of a sudden the Tigers are going to jump up there and, and overtake the Royals. I, I think that that's kind of tomfoolery. You see what's happening around baseball with guys opting out. Uh, you see that baseball is a wacky game, especially in a small sample size like 60 games. You saw last year the terrible Pirates were a playoff team after 60 games. You saw last year the Texas Rangers were a playoff team after 60 games. I think that this Royal squad is not getting enough credit. And again, that's not to say they should win this division. That's not to say they should be your pick for the wild card, but it's to say they are not on the same level as the likes of the Tigers and the Orioles. They're, they're not there. They've moved past that step now, and they're really in the middle of the pack of the MLB, and that's what I've said since January. They're going to have a good start. They were going to regress throughout the season, and they were going to finish out in the middle of the pack. So, I think that they're still on track for that, only now there's no second half of the season to derail them. So maybe in a 60-game season, if you start strong, you can sneak into the wild card. And if you sneak into the wild card, as we've seen in Kansas City, anything can happen. So some more optimistic news around the Royals is that Salvador Perez is back from his COVID-19 hiatus. He got covid Around July 4th, I think it was actually on July 4th, if not July 3rd, uh, he's been quarantined, and he returned to the team yesterday, uh, making a start in the inter-squad game and going one for one uh, in his first at-bat back and get an, got an RBI single. So that was good for Salvador Perez. Look, this boosts the opening day lineup for sure. They Up until yesterday, they did not have an active catcher on their roster or the 40-man roster. Uh, so, of course, having Salvador Perez back is a huge boost, and, and he, we have to remember the conversation around Perez. Uh, the conversation around Perez this season uh, was always about what he can add to this clubhouse, what he can add to this team, and what the team has been missing the last few years without him as he rehabbed from injury. Uh, so this is awesome. Uh, hopefully he's healthy and, and feeling very, very good and on top of his game. Played very well yesterday, so that pretty much is an indication that he is. Uh, but I like what he adds to this lineup. It's a huge boost, and now you might not have to make too much, you know, too many difficult decisions. If you had no catchers on opening day next week, uh, you'd have to at least create two uh, two forty man roster spots. Uh, now there's a chance you have to add one. Uh, but even Cam Gallagher, I mean, he got it. He got COVID last week. Uh, if he can clear protocols in the next week, I mean, they're not going to play until Friday, uh, so he has over a week now uh, to, to clear protocols and, and re, uh, rejoin the team uh, the same way Salvador Perez did, uh, who will be your opening day catcher. Uh, so, again, it looks good to me for the Royals, and I cannot stress enough how important 
this first you know month as uh, being being July, not necessarily into August, but in July you've really got a clean house because once you get started in August, you're going to face the Twins, the Reds, the Twins pretty much for the entire month, and that's going to be tough sledding. You're going to be lucky uh, to come out on the other side 500. So you need to collect as many wins as you can right out of the gate. That way you're prepared uh, for that for that tough blow against the two top teams, I think, uh, in each central division. So after the break, we're going to talk about Bobby Witt Jr. because he is taking the Royals fan base by storm. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com has been a family-owned business serving you auto parts for 20 years. Listen, 20 years ago, you guys did not know how to send an email properly. You had to call in your grandkid to, to, to come to the computer, uh, type the email you wanted. You still had dial-up internet whenever your phone rang, your internet stopped. It was a mess. But you could have been going to rockauto.com and buying all the parts your car will ever need. Listen, rockauto.com has hundreds and hundreds of makes and models and manufacturers, everything you need for your car with an easy-to-navigate web address. Now, there's no point to go to your local auto parts store because what you're going to do is you're going to walk into that store, they're going to type on their computer, they're going to order you a part online, and then they're going to upcharge you for that part online. Skip the upcharge by going to rockauto.com, right locked on in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So let's talk about Bobby Witt Jr., of course. He was the Royals' first pick last season, and he's been in big league camp and summer camp here at Kauffman Stadium, and he has been nothing short of phenomenal. And I do not want to get too far ahead of myself. And I promise you, the last week or two, as, as baseball has been back and we've been excited about baseball, I, I've kind of sounded like a little bit of a homer. I promise you, as the season goes on, you'll realize I'm not a homer. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, Bobby Witt Jr., could be the Royals' Patrick Mahomes. Now, he cannot have the impact of a Patrick Mahomes because that's just not possible in baseball. One guy cannot do everything for you the way Mahomes can. Uh, look at Mike Trout. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, one of the best players to ever play the game in baseball. He's gotten to a postseason, a postseason. Mahomes has lifted the, the, the Chiefs uh, to an AFC Championship game and a Super Bowl in his two years of starting. So, Obviously, he cannot have that sort of impact in terms of translating directly to wins, uh, but in terms of being electric, in terms of being a fan favorite, in terms of being marketable, in terms of uh, being someone to drive you to Kauffman Stadium once we get this uh, coronavirus uh, situated out, Bobby Witt Jr. can do that. And he can be a lethal part of the reason why you win. He cannot be the only reason why you win the same way that, that Mahomes has that chance to be. Now, I know Mahomes has a great team around him. Uh, trust me, I know all about the Chiefs. But he cannot be the driving force uh, you know, in the sense of doing it alone, in the sense of you know, carrying the, the franchise the same way Mahomes can carry you back uh, from 24 nothing and things like that. Uh, but Bobby Witt Jr. can be that explosive player and that player that you know, the Royals have missed uh, for – the better part of 22 years. I mean, you, you think of my lifetime, even over they were winning World Series, uh, they did not have that that guy. They did not have that superstar. Uh, now, Hosmer uh, and, and Moose and Kane were beloved. And, and, and there's a difference in being beloved and being a national superstar. Bobby Witt Jr. can be a national superstar. So I understand why people are getting ahead of themselves. I understand why people are getting excited. But when the 60-man roster was, was, was released, I told you on this podcast, Bobby Witt Jr. is only here that way the Royals can watch him develop. That way the Royals can can see him in satellite camp every single day, can see him 
working out and seeing what he's doing and improving his game that way. That way he's not sitting at home having to do all this alone. Royals staff members and coaching staff members can still be, keep an eye on him and, and keep him doing what they want him to do. Uh, it's not for this 60-game season. It's not for uh, playing games with that Royals uniform on. Uh, but he has been playing games in the inner squad, and he looks phenomenal. Danny Duffy called him the best hitter of all time, obviously in jest. Uh, but he's been nothing short of fantastic. And there's there's really, it's hard to describe him, and we haven't seen a player like that in a Royals uniform to me. That's Again, that's what you say about Patrick Mahomes. You say it's hard to describe what he can do and do it justice. What Bobby Witt Jr. has done at 22 years old in big league camp, uh, the way he's handled the bat, the way he's played his position at shortstop, what he's done, and, and even moving over to third base as well, what he's done in big league camp has been nothing short of fantastic. Now, again, it's inter-squad games, so you can say the Royals pitching staff must suck if he's going to go off at 22 years old, or excuse me, at 20 years old, uh, but he's played very well, and he's had great bat control, great discipline. Uh, he's battled from an 0-2 count against Duffy to get a single. I mean, he's done the things you want to see a big league hitter do, uh, but he's still 20 years old. And it goes back to the conversation we had about Brady Singer. Do you want to start his clock now in a 60-game season in which you might make the postseason? I mean, there's a chance. There is a chance you make the postseason, but the odds say you won't. Uh, or, do you want to just delay that clock as much as possible? And what I mean by clock is the service time, only getting him in for six years in Kansas City. And if he's going to turn into Patrick Mahomes, just like if Brady Singer is going to turn into an ace of a staff, the next Zach Grinke, if they're going to pan out, that's two guys who will get priced out of the Kansas City market, in my opinion. Now, let me be fair to this new ownership group. We have not seen them have to make a decision uh, like, like a Bobby Witt Jr. or like a Brady Singer yet, obviously, uh, but... History shows that these are two players who, if they pan out and reach their full potential, will not be in Kansas City once their service time runs out. So the question is, do you, when do you want to start their clock? Because the Royals are coming. Now, again, this season there's a chance in this wacky 60-game season, but the Royals will soon go from uh, there's a small chance to they're going to be contenders, they're going to be competitors, they're going to be a, a team you have to watch for nationally. And it's going to come very soon with Asa Lacey uh, out of Texas A&M, with all the other young pitchers that they already have in their system, Daniel Lynch, Jackson Coart. uh, They're going to be here pretty soon. They're going to be competitive pretty soon. And this year, again, they could be a playoff team. But you're not going to start the clock on a 20-year-old shortstop, Bobby Witt Jr. You're not going to start his clock this year. It's been fun watching him in their squad games. You can watch him tonight at 6.15. And, and, and you're going to enjoy watching him play. But this is not the year to call him up, in my opinion. So enjoy inter-squad games. Enjoy what you get to see from Bobby Witt Jr. But his time is not now in Kansas City. If you remember that, that cheesy slogan from like 2012, our time. His time is not now in Kansas City. Now, phenomenal camp so far. Phenomenal. 22 years old. Hasn't even played A-ball yet. I believe he was with the Surprise Royals last year. He's not ready yet, even though he's been tearing up summer camp. And we're getting to a point in baseball where calling up a 20-year-old or a 21-year-old is acceptable, and it's not something that that is um, it's not something that's shocking or, or uh, that's almost uh, taboo. Uh, but for this current construct, this current team, uh, it's a big gamble. And again, you only have to wait eight days to get that extra year of service time, but I don't see a place for Bobby Witt Jr. on this team 
especially at 20 years old, especially in this weird season that's not going to feel like a true big league season. Uh, that that You can make that argument either way, though. Uh, you can say there's not as much pressure without fans in the stands, uh, without the, the cross-country travel and things like that. Uh, but for me, Bobby Witt Jr. is just going to stay in satellite camp like we all expected him to prior to this season. That's just That's just what I think. I know a lot of you are getting ahead of yourself with Bobby Witt Jr. I think that this that the percent chance that he becomes a Royal, that he becomes uh, an active roster player, is 1%. It's not zero because he's on the 60-man, and, and there could be some humongous tidal wave of COVID that wipes out the roster and Bobby Witt Jr. has to play. But it's 1%. And I cannot wait to watch him just as much as you can, because I've just called him Patrick Mahomes, and we all enjoy sitting around on Sunday watching Patrick Mahomes. But now is not the time. Let me know what you guys think about Bobby Witt Jr., what you guys think about Salvador Perez being back, and Danny Duffy being named the opening day starter on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Don't forget to email me locked on Royals at gmail.com or tweet at me again at Ryland underscore styles to join the locked on Royals fantasy baseball league. Uh, it's free to enter. If you win, you're going to get a prize from me uh, on to the, on tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about the best case scenario for the 2020 Kansas city Royals in a short season. And on Friday's show, we're going to talk about the best storylines around baseball as we ramp up for the 2020 season. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on locked on Royals.